Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am so honored that you are here with me becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today, we have the second part of Lachelle Wimmy's conversation, and it is a good one. I hope you guys are enjoying it and getting a lot of mindset and how we create our reality and just really shifting your universe. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Right, exactly, exactly. And I think that, you know, when you start to recognize, and again, like we're not telling you that it's, we want you to sit in your feelings, but this does not mean that you need to shut off the world for the next six months. Like that's, I want you to choose a time frame to give yourself permission. And then I want you to choose to think a new thought to change their feeling to you to get where you want to go, because I don't yeah. want you to stay stuck in that either. Um, I'm all about forward momentum, but this is the thing you guys, that once you start to give yourself permission to do that, once you start to find healthy ways to express your emotions and to live with the crappy stuff that happens to all of us, and you figure out ways to cope in a way that is going to consistently move you forward, not only are you helping yourself, but you're also helping the children that you're going to be bringing oh to the world more than anything, right? Like yeah. the healthier I am, the stronger I am, the better mom I am. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I wrote it about it in my book. Um, and thankfully my mom, you know, wasn't super upset, but I wrote about how like her own journey of lack of confidence was super impactful mm-hmm. in the way that I and I, I love my sister to death. Um, but I see that my mom's generational baggage has 100% been picked up on my, by my sister and now my niece, mm-hmm. I had to make a very intentional decision that the buck stops here in my line. Yep. And it's so interesting because I just posted about this. It's so fascinating to me. Um, I was in California, um, speaking on stage And I was actually talking about how, when I was in seventh grade, my cousin, Tony nominated me for class president. I was like super shy and awkward. And it was like, somehow got everybody voted for me. And now all of a sudden I'm class president. And I went home bawling that first day of school because I'm like, so mad at him. So mad at him. Right. But now here I am like speaking on stages here. I am like writing books here. I am having a podcast, like doing all the things because I've had to, to make myself look like that. Right. So here I am in California and I'm talking about that specific situation to the audience. And my daughter legit the same, like, I think it was like two days later, but I was on the same trip stood in front of, she's 10, stood in front of her whole school um, and was running for class president. Yeah. What the heck? Right. And so, <laughs> so she 
is learning from me because I'm modeling for her. And I really had to make sure that I loved my kids and my future kids enough to figure out how I can be healthy for them when they happen to come into my life. And, and you on this journey right now, again, going back to what I was saying about blessings, if you look for it, like, wow, how much character have I built through this process? How much resilience, how much grit, how much, I mean, like I said, you're a warrior friend, you're a freaking warrior. And so when you look at that, you're like, you got the armor, you're the Superman, you are amazing. Look at how far you come and and who you are because of this and how you can equip other people and inspire other people. When you look for the blessings in all of this, you're going to find them and look what the impact that you get to make on your kids. And I'm going to be honest with you too. Like they drive me crazy sometimes, but I appreciate them so much because I had to work so stinking hard for them. Mm-hmm. Prayed so hard for them. And yeah. man, like what a difference we can make when we work on ourselves first. Yeah. I mean, that's every great teaching, right? Like it doesn't matter what religion you come from, what spirituality it comes from. If you get down to the core of the teaching, it says go within. Right. Right. And we've just not been taught that. And um, the more you go within, it's just a ripple effect. And you don't have to be like me and you who enjoy being on podcasts and stages and things like that. Just you doing the work around your community that you're doing within, not only like I hands down believe, and that's like my core mission, is that you are going to change the epigenetics, the generational BS that has been passed down through hundreds of years now, right? That is going to have the hugest ripple effect in 10, 20, 30 years and beyond that you're never probably going to see. Right. Um, And it's just so, so important to do. You know, the two pink lines, I think we all go into this journey and that's the hyper-focus, right? But like you say, once you've been on this journey long enough, you kind of just have to tend to surrender to it. You're like, okay, right? You still have to do the physical actions, whether that be the, you know, medical treatment that you truly need or the mental and emotional work, or the physical work that you need to do, um, but you surrender to the outcome of like, okay, I can't control this. And the hard fact is the type A-ness is actually contributing to the fertility issues. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I think that this you brought up such a great point, and I this is very similar to what I teach in business, right? So there is this amazing quantum field that if we are not tapping into it, we need to, because it's going to get to us to where we want to go with a lot less struggle. Okay. And I talk about getting in flow a lot. And when I talk about flow, when it comes to our businesses or when it comes to our fertility, it's getting into this space of knowing and expecting that it's going to be amazing, but maybe not tying it to any one exact thing. So Mm -hmm. if you want me to explain that a little bit to people so that they understand. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So like, and I, I incorporate, um, like I said, all of a sudden like quantum physics into what I do as well as scripture and God teaches us over and over again, that we are supposed to ask and have the faith We're we're supposed to, how does it go? Ask, seek and knock. And the door will be open for us. If we have the faith of a mustard seed, we can move a mountain. We're taught that over and over again. But yet, how many of us really do it? How many of mm-hmm. us have faith that's so freaking strong that there's 
we've squashed out the doubt because month after month, we get a new test. It comes back negative, And that hope just starts to dwindle away. And so what I teach in, in business is that you have to recognize that God places desires on our hearts. He's the one that does that. It's not you being selfish. It's that you are recognizing what he's trying to give you. If he's placed it on your heart, he wants it for you, but you attaching yourself so much to any specific thing is you getting into struggle, you getting into yeah. desperate, you get into um, a space that's in the lower vibrational plane. But when you can just knowing and expecting that it's coming, but being open for how it's coming to you, you're still doing your thing. You, you mean, you can't sit on the, you can't sleep, sleep in separate rooms from your husband and expect <laughs> that you're like, let's just, let's just play it out. Right. You still have to do your part. But I want you to recognize that there is letting go of any one particular part of the solution and just doing your part and letting that go and expecting that the overall outcome is on its way to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so hard to do. But again, going back to that emotional vibrational scale, I talk about this a lot when I talk about the, um, the Lord's prayer, for example, it says, um, that kingdom come that will be done on earth that it's in heaven. What he's saying is that we can actually experience heaven on earth while we're here, yeah. but we have to stay in the higher level of the vibration because that's where he lives. God lives in joy, love, peace, freedom, gratitude. Am I right? And so the more that we can stay in that higher frequency, the closer we are to him, the better we can hear him, the better we can trust him, the more faith we can have. The further we get from him into that hopelessness, that despair, that shame, that guilt, the further we are away from him. And so when you can just go into your experience, whatever it is that you're wanting with such big desire, with this doubtless, huge faithful expectation, and you get into gratitude before you even see it, you are in a state of gratitude. And it's not talking about um, gratitude is the having gratitude is different than being a, in a state of gratitude. Is mm -hmm. it okay if I mean that? I mean yeah. by that, I don't understand. I am a sucker for like stupid movies. So if any of you guys have seen Anchorman, like it's one of my favorites, it's so dumb, but there's so many one-liners in it. Freaking cracks me up every time. And there's a scene in there where they're talking about, Ron Burgundy is talking about what it's like to be in love with his buddies. And he's like, but Ron, what's it like? And they they break out into the, the song. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's the, the, you know, Brick, their friend. He's like, I love lamp. And they're like, Brick, are you just saying you love lamp because you see a lamp? She's like, I love lamp. Like, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying, like, I have gratitude. I am thankful. Like, there's yeah. such a difference between, like, saying, like, hey, I'm so thankful for this house, you know? But being in gratitude is a different story. It's, like, this, like, all-encompassing, like, knowing. Like, holy shit. Like, sorry, I just swore. But no, holy Like, I talk about God and I swear a little bit, guys, just so you know. Like, you're going to get all of me. <laughs> so, but when I'm, like, in gratitude, it's, like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe this is my life. I'm yeah. so grateful that I have this, the sun. We were talking about this, you know, Monica's in Hawaii. I'm in Minnesota. Like every day I get the sun is like, I'm in gratitude, like bring it on. Right. Like I appreciate it. Cause I know it's not always there. The more we can be in gratitude, the more we are staying in that higher level of vibration. So yeah. the more you can be in gratitude with what you currently have, the more things to be grateful for are going to be on their way. Why? Because your electrons are rotating really fast other amazing things that want to come into your life 
also are vibrating really, really fast. And what happens is our little electrons start to dance with each other. They entangle. And so the more you can stay up here, the more good things that are vibrating at that same frequency are going to find you and start dancing with your electrons. And so yeah. the more that you can find ways to be in gratitude now, the more that you can find ways to be joy, be um, I call them being the fruits of the spirit. I letting go of unforgiveness. That's a big one for a lot mm -hmm. of people. I realize that it has anything to do with your fertility journey. Yeah. Unforgiveness leaves you in this state of poison where you have lower vibration, but keeping you down there, letting go of all of that, being in just this amazing state of expectation and state of gratitude, thanking him for what's on its way to you. And the other thing that I find a lot of people have a hard time with this, they're like, but Lachelle, I've been disappointed so many times. This is where I always end my prayers. Like when I work with people, I have a retreat that I host every year where I have people come and I teach them how to become the person capable of making their dream life happen. And these are some of the things that I, that I do, but you have to be able to say at the end of whatever it is that, that you want this or something better, this or something better. It's that letting go. That's being in flow. It's the expectation that this or something better it's on its way to you. I'm going to give you an example. One of my, one of my good friends, um, was unable to have kids of her own and they struggled. Um, they had, you know, a really tough time. They, they had a family. They finally decided to adopt. They were chosen by a family, um, or by a woman. She was having twins. Babies were born. They were there at the hospital in the NICU. Babies, just, mom decided she was going to take the babies home with her. So that went, that went away. Heartbreaking, right? Mm -hmm. They ended up getting um, a son later on. And then they ended up getting a daughter through foster care because somebody in town knew that they wanted another child. Okay. So that daughter came into their life and she was eight months old. Well, the same birth mom ended up having three more children that she couldn't take care of. And now they're a family of seven. And her life is nowhere near what she thought it was going to be, but it's something better. Yeah. And so recognizing that, that and I'm not saying that that's going to be your story, but what I'm saying is that you're going to expect that it's going to be freaking amazing. And you're going to yeah. show up with attitude that it's going to be amazing. And you're going to keep yourself into joy as much as you can expecting this or something better is on its way for you. And it will happen. I've seen it with myself. I've seen it with people that I help. I've seen it with people that I care about. And it can happen with you too. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I always say is like, imagine your babies are watching you because they are right. They're up there. They're watching you. And are they going to come to you if you really, really be honest with yourself of where you are mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, all those combinations. And are they're looking at you like, mm, not ready for that. Like, you know, cause I know my babies were like, get your shit together. Like when you're unhealthy. Right. Um, but that's how, if you can get your brain like that, like, okay, my baby's waiting for me. And it might be for several different reasons. It might just be a physical thing. My journey was physical. I had to fix my leaky gut. I, there was no spiritual, you know, there was no meditations or yoga classes or even IVF. It would have never, ever worked for me unless I physically healed myself. Um, sometimes it is that mental and emotional. Sometimes it's the mindset. Um, and it's finding those things and being willing to do the things that will make yourself proud at the end of your journey. No matter what happens at the end of your journey, 
I want you to be able to look back and go, that's amazing. I'm an amazing person. Yeah. And I think the children are the cherry on top, they right? Are. Because yeah. if you become conscious in all these different areas of life, then you're going to raise conscious children and they're only going to make you proud. And you're not going to, like you, we talked about before, you're not going to continue on that generational trauma. And I'm, I'm the same, yeah. you know, my fertility journey, I took it, I spun it and I made not only babies, <laughs> But I made a better life for my family where I'm still I'm seeing my niece and my nephew, um, several of them going through the same bullshit I went through. And it's heartbreaking. And I don't want that for anyone. So like you say, if you can take this time right now and just really start investing in that inner self, it will be worth it no matter what happens at the quote unquote finish line. I think that, and I, I want to be really careful when I say this, because I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way, but I do believe that sometimes in life we're given the same ways to earn, learn a certain lesson over and over again until the lesson is learned. And I'm not saying that there's a big lesson for you to learn in this, but what I'm saying is, is that look for the lessons and see if you can find any as bonuses. Because one of the things I find in business and fertility and any of the things is I had a block, you guys, where I wasn't able to receive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we all have that, don't we? Here I am like, hey, Lord, please, 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 please. And then, I mean, my business, my family, my future family, all the things like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And yet he was literally like, I had this vision one day when I was praying, I'm like, literally standing there with my arms wide open. And he's like, Lachelle, all of the stuff that you've been praying for is literally floating around you right here, sister. All you need to do is receive it. I've been trying to give it to you for years. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, people just, I, I'm like, I didn't feel worthy. I'm like, oh, I can't take that from you. Oh, you're offering to let me stay at your house for free. No, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to drink water? And I'm dying of thirst. No, I don't want to put you out like blah. Right sister, start receiving. And so the moment that I started receiving the moment, all of a sudden, the things that I've been praying for showed up in my life because I had that block, that lesson that I needed to learn was finally learned. And so the little tiny things, you never know how they're going to add up, but man, once you can figure it out and you are like, Oh my gosh, you're totally right. Like I haven't been receiving. I haven't been praying ceaselessly without doubt. I haven't been allowing myself worthy of, of this gift, or, you know, I'm afraid I'm not ready. So I'm blocking it. The moment that you can discover that and be like, thank you so much for the lesson and being in gratitude for that. Like it's going to allow for some of the blocks to melt away. Yeah, absolutely. And be a quick learner. Like I was a slow learner. So the lessons were like many and like some of them super harsh. It was like, all right, we're going to punch you in the face with this one because we've tried to tell you several times before. So if you find yourself in this loop, repeat, same story, different situation, you know, different like coworker or um, (laughs) even like medical like assistance and like you're just looping and looping and looping that is because you're not learning or, you know, whatever is the blocks, right? Um, 
I heard someone say like, you are the shining light. You are God. You are connected to the universe. You are all those things. It's when you come here onto earth and you get these like baggages from all the people who you're related to or you um, commune with, right? And society. And unless you have that consciousness around you, you're just going to get sucked in. That's just, it's not your fault. It's just how it works. But it's you receiving this information through podcasts through books through things that's how you know the universe and god is all talking to you and it's only until you're ready or what i say is until you're done with your own bs you're just sick of your life it hasn't changed whatever you're doing isn't working so now you're willing to do those big shifts whether that be the diet whether that being going to get mental and emotional help, whether that just be honest with yourself and say, hey, I was in victim mode. It was everyone else's fault, not mine. And those, if you just continue to step and step and step, like I look back and I'm sure you can do this with your life too, 10 years ago and just go, holy moly, like this is a different person. Like I'm not even, okay, I'm still in the same meat suit and I got a few more wrinkles. But I'm not. And I've been with my husband for almost 24 years. And like he sometimes says things and I'm like, yeah, but I'm a different person. I'm not the little girl you met at 19 years old. And I'm not even the woman you married. And I'm not even the woman who gave birth to, you know, our children. Like, and, and just buckle up because if you, like, I'm, I'm continuing on, I'm not stopping. So just get used to it. Same. Like we've been together since I was 17. And that's, what's funny about it is that he's like, when are you ever going to, you know, not need this, this, this? I'm like, never. So just so you know, so it's, yeah. like, <laughs> like all of my growth is going to need to happen. So, you know, I think, um, it's unfortunate you guys are on this journey and I wish I could take your pain from you. I really do. And one of the things that was instrumental to me, and I'm just feeling led to share it with you because it might help someone somewhere out there that's listening, but I remember feeling just really angry, really Mm -hmm. angry at God, really angry at everything that was going on and frustrated. And I'm a doer and a planner and, and all the things, and they weren't adding up. And I was frustrated. I felt out of control. And like I said, I was mad. I was mad at God. And I remember at this time when my last was twins that I already had one little boy, if you remember for me and my story. And there were times in my child rearing of him that he would have to go in timeout when he was little. And I remember putting him in timeout and we'd set him, you know, facing a wall and we'd hold him for like a minute. If he was one, we held him for a minute and just let him cool off and whatever. And it just, I remember it just pained me to do that to him, but I knew that I needed to be the parent that he needed for me to help him become the version of himself that he was destined to become. And if I did not do my part, then I was bailing him, even though it hurt me. And it dawned on me one day that God doesn't like to see me hurting. It hurts him to watch me struggle. It hurts him to watch me cry. It hurts him to watch me be so heartbroken. But he knows the woman that I was going to come out of on the other end of this was going to need some of this refining, even though he didn't cause it. He was willing to let me sit in it, even though it hurt him because he knew what it was doing to me and the woman I was becoming. And I feel like there are times where it just doesn't feel fair, but there is someone 
that loves you so much and it hurts him to watch you struggle. It hurts him to see you cry, but he's not going to leave your side. Monica's not going to leave your side. I'm not going to leave your side. If you need me, reach out to me. You're not in this alone. And I just want you to know that none of us want to see you hurt. I wish that I could take it from you, but I'm excited to see what you're willing to do with it and who you're willing to become. Because now that you know better, you do better. And you're going to use this opportunity as the way that you're going to show up in the world. And it's going to be different. You're going to appreciate your kids better. You're going to to be the inspiration and the support to somebody else who's going along this journey who needs it. You're going to be the person who advocates for certain things because of this. And as much as I want to take this from you, I'm excited to see how you come out on the other side. And I want you to know that you're not in this alone and that there's always someone that cares about you, whether that be your higher power, whether that be Monica, but you're not in this journey alone and that you see the the blessings and things we see what we can take from it. We stay in gratitude. And the more we do in that, the more, more things that you're grateful for are going to come. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my God. We could sit here and talk for ages, but let our listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I keep it really simple. You guys can find me everywhere on elishalmeb.com. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever, TikTok, all the places. Um, Lachellewemi.com is my website. So come on over, say hello. I would absolutely love to be an encouragement to you in any way that I can be. I've been there. Um, I wrote about my fertility journey in my book, Get Out of God's Way, um, how to get over yourself and step into the beautiful purpose he has for your life and your business. And if you want to get into a little bit of my messy middle and that, you're welcome to, to check that out on Amazon. And yeah, thank you so much for having me here, Monica. I'm so honored to be able to serve this beautiful community that you have built. Yeah, thank you so much. And all that information is going to be down in the show notes. So it's going to be easy to link to. And yeah, I'm honored that you came and I'm really glad that we connected. And thank you so much for sharing all your beautiful wisdom. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.